Welcome to the Fucking Fridays podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Carver. And I'm your co-host, Taylor Carver. Join us as we explore our journey as a couple, navigating through relationship challenges while also evolving individually and as a team. Not only will we be chatting about our relationship, but also hope to entertain you as we navigate through adulthood while trying to keep things spicy. Tune in every Friday and we will be sure to kick off your weekend with a bang. Welcome back to fucking Fridays. And this is a really exciting episode because this was Taylor and I's like main concern when we started couples therapy. We were like, we need to have more sex. We need more intimacy. And this is, you know, basically why we called this podcast fucking Fridays. Yeah. Fucking Fridays. We were not fucking enough on Friday uh, <laughs> or any day or in general. So uh, as most of us shall most of us shall agree that uh, intimacy is a huge part of relationships. Usually comes down to one of the reasons why we uh, love our partner or are into them or choose to pursue them would be due to the connection that we have uh, on that intimate level. Yeah, I right? would say probably the first thing that every couple has is you're attracted to that person and you want to yeah jump in bed and get to it. So... That was our main concern when we started couples therapy is we wanted to be more intimate and we felt like we lost the intimacy. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, Taylor and I started off real hot and heavy. Remember, babe? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> She's blushing, everyone. <laughs> I definitely do. And that's where this was one of our hardest struggles was, you know, we, we weren't able to understand the idea of you know, we used to be so sexual and so hot and heavy, as Sophia mentioned. And then, you know, over the years, it just felt like it went away. And then, it, you know, transpired into other areas of, you know, lack of communication, lack of trust, lack of feeling sexy. It did uh, divvy into us feeling confident within ourselves, like the whole self-confidence thing. And again, it all went back and related to, you know, just being intimate with one another. Uh, you know, I, there's definitely something called the honeymoon phase. And I would say, you know, with, you know, the first year is usually like the, this is fucking awesome. We're having a good time. And then the second year comes around and then rather you choose to move in with each other or not. I feel like that, uh, second, uh, more so third year is when we notice this, you know, dip in our relationship and I feel like it's pretty common that around that time is when intimacy intimacy starts to take a turn. So I think where we lost our intimacy was we started getting into these really big arguments. And to be honest, when I saw Taylor, the way she argued with me was just like a huge turn off for me. And it like it wasn't that I didn't want it from her because there has been not one point in this relationship, babe, where I have not wanted to like jump your bones and like hop in bed with you honestly but it was like a mental block for me sure. for a long point so again, and i didn't understand the mental block yeah yeah again communication like taylor mentioned goes into play uh all that good stuff one of the issue was is i thought since i was you know like the femme in the relationship i thought that meant okay like Taylor needs to make a move on me. But the funny thing is, is Taylor was thinking the exact same thing. Like I want Sophia to make 
a move on me. You know what I mean? And what was happening was both of us thought that the, the other, other one was responsible for making the move. Yes. Both of us was like, I don't think she wants it because I'm not seeing any signs of her wanting it, essentially. Yeah. This goes back into our feminine and masculine roles where, you know, speaking from the masculine side, I was thinking like, okay, like, yes, I want to be the giver. Yes, I should initiate the move. But I also want to be wanted as well. You know, yeah. it's hot when the girl seduces you or when your partner is the one like making the move. Uh, I think us masculine roles, you know, understand that, you know, we are primarily the the givers of the relationship for the most part, if you will. But it's also so inviting and so sexy when the girl, when your partner, the lady is the one that just, you know, takes makes kind of takes that over. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to explain, but it, in my mind, I was like, I'm staying with you. That's why I think you should know I want you. But the actions that I was giving towards Taylor, like literally she would try something. I'd be like, Oh, not tonight. Or like I would dodge a kiss or something like that. And it's because in my mind, I was still thinking about the fight we had and the way we reacted towards each other. But I wasn't leaving the relationship. So it was like, I obviously still wanted it. It's like a really weird like pull between both. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of things that uh, partners don't communicate about is the whole sex thing. It's more of a trying to read one another's mind or this this thing of expectation when it comes to sex yeah. or intimacy. And, and keep in mind, this whole fucking Fridays, we're not just talking about sex getting dirty into it. I mean, we are, but there's so many things that lead into sex, you know, having a hot makeout session, you know, feeling up on your partner, giving multiple hugs leading up to that. Uh, the sexual portion of it is huge. And it's something that we've learned. So neither of us were acting like we wanted it from each other. And it was just because we were in a really hard time arguing a lot. I'm sure a lot of people go through this. There was even a time, you guys, where Taylor and I were like having foreplay and we were making out and I was feeling so insecure. And at the time, I didn't realize this was a me problem. But Taylor took like five seconds to remove a hair from her mouth. And I was like we haven't had sex in so long. Like, why are you taking the time to move this hair? It sounds ridiculous now to move this hair out of your mouth. Like we haven't done it in so long. You should be so lucky that we're like getting it on. Like a hair shouldn't even bother you. Like that's truly where my mindset was at that time. Yeah. I remember that specifically. Uh, and you know, at that moment we, the sex just turned off and I, it was like me trying to provide reassurance of, I'm just getting the fucking hair out of my mouth. Like I'm trying to continue this intimate moment, but first let me get your long blonde hair out of my mouth and we, you know, we can continue it. And you know, this goes back to not feeling secure and mm -hmm. you know, we weren't having sex, you know, a couple times a week. It was like we had been fighting so much that this was maybe one of the times that we had sex for the first time in, in several weeks. Yeah. So we were trying so hard to be vulnerable, but like the tension was on. It was it was just wild. And I and I you guys in my mind, I truly was like you were upset. She's paying more attention to little things yeah. than like getting in my body, which was not the case. So you know, I had to do a lot of therapy on my individual therapy just to be like, it's not that serious. And so. it wasn't personal. And uh, in that moment, Sophia started crying and, you know, we kind of 
untangled from one another and it just became an emotional case for both of us. And that's when, you know, again, we were like, okay, like this is not okay. Yeah. And going back to my pillars, one of my pillars was respect. And we would get into fights where I feel like Taylor wasn't respecting me or making me feel safe as my other pillars. So then even though Taylor wanted to make a move on me, she would be like, well, she already thinks that I'm disrespectful. So like, why would I make a move when in reality, since she's the love of my life and we're still together, I still want that move to be made. And it was just like, it was hard. It's like a bad back and forth game. There was one point I remember too. I was like, you know what? I was like, let me be smart. And I wasn't trying to outsmart the relationship, but I was like, okay, we're fighting so much. What made sense in my head logically was let's have makeup sex. And I remember approaching, I was, you know, trying to find ways, uh, you know, to come up with how Sophia and I could be more sexual with one another. And so I asked you, if you remember, I was like, well, we're fighting right now. Let's just bang it out and just fucking go at it. And, you know, I I thought that would maybe be the right answer. And at the time it it wasn't. Sophia was like, that's fucking weird. Do you remember this? You were like, I do. And I I actually am embarrassed to say that because if I'm going to have like makeup sex with anybody, it should be my babe. No, I know. I just, but at that time I was just like, what was happening was you were getting so angry in the fights that I couldn't distinguish like, distinguish angry sex and angry you just being angry if yeah. that makes sense and that, that does make sense and in the meantime i was just always angry you know, <laughs> it was so too much anger i think for my brain this goes back to how both of us or, or everybody in the relationship once wanted i think it's very safe and fair to say that no matter what role you play what you bring to the table sexually uh whether you're constantly on the bottom or on the top you know it, it doesn't <laughs> matter it's just it's very important that you both share that intimacy and that you're both vested in it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, you know, the takeaway here with it. Yeah, that's a big one. When we met with our therapist, she was like, okay, I think that schedule sex would be really good for you guys. And we'll kind of go into the details about that. But she also gave us a lot of tools or, you know, advice on how to be more intimate because being intimate doesn't mean having just mean sex yeah having sex and one of the things that she recommended was hugging just hug more and and we're very good at that we're good at it now like i would say taylor and i now hug at least six times a day we like to hug in the morning if we're both working we like to take like a little hug break or if i'm sad about something that has nothing to do with taylor or i'm just having a rough day about work about you know, family stuff, friend stuff, whatever it might be. It's like, can I just give you a hug? And we were not good at that before. I didn't know how much, I mean, a hug goes a long way. It literally goes a long way. And again, even if you're fighting or upset, just a hug is a gesture of reassurance and a, Hey, I know things are hard right now, regardless of what's going on, but I'm going to hug you anyway, because I love you. Yeah. And I'm sure you see all the things on Instagram. Like if you hug your heart sink, all this stuff, you feel each other's your, your heart rate goes down. That is so true. I feel that like you, I'm not kidding you guys. Even our dog knows how to hug. Like that's how much we <laughs> hug. Yeah. It, like I could tell like he craves it sometimes and he needs at least five minutes a day, whether it's in the morning or at night to just like 
on our chest, heart to heart hug. And we'll like all three hug. It's like, I was going to say none of that half ass shit. None of that to the (laughs) side. Like if this is your partner, you put your arms around them and you give them a freaking tree hug. And you know, this is one of the small things that have actually shaped and remolded our relationship. Yeah. Sophia and I are, are very good. Uh, today, even, you know, we've definitely hit the the six times minimum hug. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely be hugging after this. Yeah. And it's it just was a fun, felt good gesture. And it was a learning curve. I actually, I don't know why I'm this way, but when Taylor, when we were in our bad times, she would be like, can we hug? And I would literally, you would say no, I would say no. She and would dodge and it, it, yeah, it's just so interesting. It's so different than now. Now I'm always like, even if I don't want to, I'll literally hug her rolling my eyes. But <laughs> 10 seconds in, I'm like, mm, that serotonin's hitting. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that. So you. Yeah. Cause I'm working on our relationship. babe. I know it's great. You know, <laughs> yesterday, for example, uh, last day of the week, payday, you know, stressful Friday, everybody's ready to get off work. And I came down to make some lunch and, uh, before my workout and Sophia was like, can I have a hug? And I was like, Whoa, it, it kind of, you know, it still kind of catches me off guard sometimes. Um, you know, but like, how cool would it be if you just hear from your partner? Like, can I just have a hug? Like you literally don't have to have a reason. Don't like, even if you're not arguing, why not look at your partner and just be like, can I have a hug? Just try it. Sprinkle it in. Yeah. Sprinkle it in hundred percent. Or like, I don't know why this just popped up in my head. I think it's because we just did Thanksgiving, but like a lot of people say prayer before dinner. Taylor and I have dinner together every single night. We don't pray. But it's like, why not just be like, let's hug before dinner? Yeah. You know, something like that. Uh, Throw it in somewhere. A gesture. Yeah. yeah. Um, something that our therapist also told us to help build intimacy is holding hands. I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with hugging, but like hold hands and watch TV, hold hands and lay in bed. If you're a good driver, grab your partner's hand. <laughs> if it's, yeah. if you're, Are you throwing shade at me right now, no, I'm the bad actually, driver. What's so. actually funny is Taylor will, will try to hold my hand while I'm driving. I'm like, babe, if you want to live, like we cannot hold hands right now. <laughs> That's why I threw in there. If it's like safe <laughs> driving, um, yeah. If you're like merging lanes, don't recommend it. But there's been times too I've reached for your hand and you've been like, you should probably have both yeah. hands on the wheel and uh. <laughs> You know, instead of getting upset, I was like, yeah, you're right. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hold hands in a little bit. Yeah. Um, a couple things. Uh, one of my favorites um, leading into intimacy or one of the most intimate is makeout sessions. So uh, I did feel like Sophia and I lost our like spark of kissing for a while. Mm-hmm. There was kind of, you know, again, with all the fighting arguments, just disconnect. I was like, we you know, it was one thing that we weren't making out, let alone like a couple of pecs, which freaking sucked, you know, that the kiss could change everything. And our therapist was like, have a makeout session, throw your tongue in there. Like, you know, the good old times. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. If you're not ready to have sex, like you should be able to make out and not expect sex happening. That's what I really liked when she gave us that you know, advice. Yeah. She was like, just have a makeout section session, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 30 minutes, like just make out and don't, you know, don't or make e- out, take a break, start making out. Yeah. Again. You will find, cause I, I, I did feel like this and you and I talked about it where we felt like our kissing was just off. 
Yeah. Which makes sense. If you're fighting, you're not having sex. Like if you're not having sex, I can't say how confident I am that you're also kissing as often as what you used to. So it all goes hand in hand. And I remember when we were trying this, I was like, God, you know, I, I get it kissing anymore. Like, what is it? But you know, you always find or should find your way back to your partner. And the more you practice a makeout session, it's kind of like, it's kind of funny, but it's like reteaching your partner how to kiss you again or like what, you know, you guys kind of formulate yeah. like, I don't know, like whose head essentially is <laughs> is tilted to this side. Whose hand is where. Yeah. And, and I like this advice a lot because again, you can feel like a lot of pressure like to have sex. And if you guys both kind of decide like, hey, it doesn't have to go anywhere or I am not kidding you guys. There is nothing better than a little quick minute 30 second makeout sesh if you're at a family function if you're out with friends like oh my gosh a little hand grab like that's all it takes to like not only maybe like feel spicy to get home to each other later but just to build intimacy even if you don't have that opportunity to have sex later I was that say, night we don't have kids and i know we bring this up often because we want to make sure we reach everybody here like just because we're younger and just newly married with no kids doesn't mean we don't struggle. And one thing I would recommend is if you have kids at home and you're like, yeah, good luck. You guys are talking to us about when to schedule sex. Like they don't even have kids. Okay. Well, if your kids, if you know, like you're cooking dinner, you just got home from work, you're trying to keep your kids busy, all these things. If you pass your partner in the hallway, if you... I don't know. Sophia and I have passed each other while at staying at her parents' house in the hallway. She was coming out of the bathroom. I needed to go in there to use the restroom. Do a quick makeout session. Grab the grab the head, grab the jaw, kiss use real your quick. Hands Give a little my... pat on the butt yeah. as they're walking back out to where to where maybe the kids would be or eating. Like all the small there are. I'm sick of the excuse of well, we don't have time. We're just, we're busy with kids or we have a lot going Make on. Make out house. in front of your damn kids. They want to see that. Yeah. That like also molds <laughs> and shapes them to know like affection. You know, I'm not saying you have to be PDA. Like there are some things where I'm actually somewhat against PDA. I shouldn't say against, but it, it makes me uncomfortable. But when I look back, that's because I never saw my parents do those gestures. So it made me feel uncomfortable, but I'm like, we're not harming anybody. If any, but if anything, we're showing individuals like, yeah, this is my person, and I'm allowed to fucking kiss them. I'm not saying grope them in public, but like, yeah, give them a kiss in front of public. Kiss, give a kiss in front of your kids. Like, it will show them like, oh my gosh, mom and dad actually do love each other. <laughs> I actually think that I was anti PDA when you met me, and I and I think it was because I don't know if it's because I was used to being like gay and like thought maybe people didn't want to see that but ever since we had our issues and then have gotten better at it I don't really care about the PDA thing anymore like I've made I a to- I made a total shift like you know like obviously don't get arrested but like make out make out in front of your kids make out at the mall make out at McDonald's do whatever you got to do <laughs> one of the last things that our therapist gave us to build intimacy um this one is a little extreme but i will say taylor and i tried it if you have not you know been intimate for a while is 
just lay in the bed naked together. And it it sounds uncomfy even just saying it out loud, but think about it. If you're with somebody and you love them, you should be able to do that. And I think this is actually a really difficult thing for people to do. And no excuses of, well, I get itchy when I lay in bed naked or I, I don't go to bed without at least a big t-shirt on like we all know that shit, but like, again, going out of your comfort zones, um, you know, again, going out of your comfort zone, like nobody's saying you have to fall asleep in bed naked. Nobody's saying you have to lay in bed naked for multiple hours into the next day. Just lay in bed with your partner naked. It's that yeah. simple. And, you know, don't think like, I'm going to just start laying in bed naked to see if something happens. Yes. Cause I've tried that before. And it's like, I assume since I'm laying in bed naked, that Taylor is going to come and like get it. And the next thing I know I'm laying in bed naked for 30 minutes because Taylor's out cleaning the dishes still. And she doesn't know. I'm there. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. This is all raw, as we mentioned, organic material here. Like there's, you know, you're living in this daily life. Oh boy. It happens. And it happens. What? And there's been a time where I've been like late. <laughs> there's been times or a time where I was laying in bed naked, like, all right, I'm showing her I'm ready. And Sophia's like, oh, you're naked. I'm just, uh, aren't I'm gonna, you cold? I'm going to, and <laughs> I'm just going to cuddle on you and just lay here <laughs> with you naked, which is, you know, looking back is just as intimate. Like, it is. It's just as intimate. There's. We need to get rid of this whole thing of the expectation of going straight into sex. First of 100%. all, fellas, I don't know. After speaking to all my lady girlfriends, they don't want to just be turned over and fucked. Like, sorry. Like, build up to that. Make them feel sexy, hot. Nibble on the ear. If if they don't like that, nibble on the titty. I don't know. Like, don't just always think you're going to go straight into like pegging somebody. That's not what sex is. No, sorry. Sorry to break it to you. Start with a nice 30 minute makeout session naked. And you know what? Uh, Sophia would be more of like the one who makes out, even though I'm more masculine. Sophia always wanted to extend the makeout sessions. (laughs) And I would just be so uncomfortable. Like we've been doing this for a minute. Like I like it, but like what's next? Like I'm good. You know, Taylor, so Taylor, just, we don't just get straight to pegging. You just exactly, that. but also, you know, your advice of thirty minutes of a makeout session is very challenging. If I'm it being is honest. challenging, but like, this you isn't know, Bachelor Paradise. I but. get that, but if you are struggling, like if you don't want to pressure a girl to sex, like just make out. I promise you can't really go wrong with a makeout. I was gonna say, I'm I'm very curious with the whole gender thing. Like, how many of you guys? actually enjoy a hot makeout session or this is a good question because i feel like everyone wants to say yes but i'm just curious how often of you guys that have been in long-term relationships married or not have a makeout session because you might be like taylor and i and when our therapist brought that to us we were like wow we lost that and you would think that's the number one thing that a long-term couple would do is make sure they make out i don't know we'd like to know drop it in our dms please you know, peck in front of your families, make out when you're <laughs> make out when you have the opportunity. And yeah. if you're like, oh, I don't I've never really made out. I'm not good at it. Again, another excuse like you and your partner, like the more you practice, as mm-hmm. they say, it's like perfection. You can learn to perfect a really hot makeout session. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've perfected it. Yes, we have. Great. Yes, we have. 
So there was also something that really sat with me when we were meeting with our therapist is she was like, the bedroom should be a safe space where you guys can laugh. And there were a couple times that Taylor and I, like Taylor would start laughing and I don't, like I don't think you were laughing at me. Maybe I did something that was funny, but Taylor also kind of has like a laugh when she's nervous, but I was so offended Mm -hmm. when she was laughing that it would literally be like, okay, I'm done. Like we're not even gonna go any further. Nice try, try again tomorrow. But when you finally get to a place where you can laugh when you're in the bedroom, that's what you guys want to strive for. Like this is where you're being the most vulnerable, where you're being the most yourself. Like if somebody does something that you're like, oh, this is new and you laugh. Like I'm just saying as the other person, don't take it personal. Take it as honestly like, oh my God, they feel comfortable enough to laugh. Like, yeah, switch things up. Try something new. You know, relationships evolve and I feel like the, I feel like relationships uh, do nothing but evolve over time. And, you know, something we touched based on in another episode is, you know, when you go from your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, which we are now or within the 30s range, you know, we know for sure things are going to change when we're 40. And when we're 50, 60, the, some of the moves or, or things <laughs> we're doing intimately now may not be a possibility, you know, later in life. So That's true. I just feel like, the best thing you can do is expand all of your options sexually. And guess what? I tell, I tell this to people, even in my, my career and in the kind of job that we do, if you don't like it, guess what? You don't have to do it again. You don't have to use those knees while you can people use them while you can. Even the other day, Taylor and I like butted heads or our teeth or something. And like we started laughing with before you guys, I was so insecure that I would be like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, we're so off sync because our teeth clean. Because we're not and I'm like, lo- we're not perfect <laughs> for each other. I'm like, yeah, girl, I have big <laughs> teeth. Um, they're there, they're loud. Like, we're probably our teeth are gonna clink every once in a while. Doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Doesn't mean I did anything wrong. But it's just funny because now I feel like our or the bedroom is a safe space and you know, it, it's gotten better with age. It's gotten better with time, yeah. with practice, with work, hard work. Okay. A couple other little things you could throw in to be more intimate. Um, massages. Oh my God. Taylor and I <laughs> love massages. Holy shit. I am a sucker for a massage. If you give me a head rub, I'm like a cat. Like you'll, you'll catch me purring and Sophia with those well, nails gives me. I was going to say, Taylor like scratches over massages, but she'll I take scratch. I want my ass scratched. I want my head scratched. Yeah. I want the back of my arm. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It just feels good. And then Sophia's like, I level like rough. I'm like rough. Yeah. I'm like, I need you. She's yeah. like deep tissue massage. And if I'm not bleeding, it doesn't feel good. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. if, if, you know, it's, you know, and it's again, super interesting <laughs> when Sophie and I go into massage places, we love couples massages. One thing that's so funny is when we show up to these massages, they always give me like the big burly strong guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they'll give Sophia like the little girl uh, essentially. Yeah. And you know, it's very obvious and I'll kind of put my head up and I'm like, actually, she's the deep tissue girl. I like a soft massage. You guys should probably switch. <laughs> yeah. And it happens all it the happens time. all the time. And they look at us like just in confusion. And I'm sure they're like, we, this is a, 
WNBA player. She needs her deep tissue sports massage. And I'm and like, I'm, no, don't go that deep because I'll fucking. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't. Taylor laughs. Actually, well, I'm ticklish, but that's yeah. beside the point. So I need it like soft, or I'm like, you know what? Just fuck it. Just scratch me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. That is uh, so so funny. But, you know, going back to fucking Fridays, um, this whole thing with lacking intimacy. You know, it it came to the point where we literally had to schedule sex, and it sounded so embarrassing and. We had not shared that we scheduled sex up until recently or, you know, again, with some of our very close friends uh, that we've shared this with because we were like, I can't believe we have to schedule sex. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a hard pill to swallow. So our therapist was like, you guys should just schedule sex once a week. And of course, Taylor and we're like, well, let's do Fridays. And we because we love payday Friday. And we were like, we're going out like it's the, you know, who doesn't love Fridays? So we we literally just started calling them fucking Fridays. And there are like some rules to the schedule sex, because if you're if you decide with your partner to schedule sex on a certain day, to me, that means you're not going to turn it away that day. I mean, of course, if you if you really, truly can't do it that day, don't. But to me, if I knew Friday was coming around and Taylor and I had issues of one of us making the moves, if I if Taylor made a move on Friday, that was my duty as my partner to try to get better at this pillar is to say yes. You know, even yeah. though I might be annoyed or, or not happy with the day, if she makes a move, I'm going to say yes to it. Now, Sophia and I do have fucking Fridays and what that transpired into is after about, you know, a month of getting that down is we have sex way more often. Yeah. Well, after we did it for a while and got used to having sex again, it just makes you want it more and it's more natural. The thing about sex is it is, this is why it's one of the pillars in relationships. It brings a whole different dynamic to the two of you and- that's what love is, is like, that's the person you're having sex with. So after we got used to having sex on Fridays, it would be like Taylor would make a move on a Sunday and like or the next day. Yeah. And it went so well on our scheduled sex. It's like, why wouldn't I want it? Or it also gave me the confidence, you know, that we're feeling more connected. Our sex is going better, but so is our communication. So is everything else that I started feeling comfortable making moves. After right. That. I was going to say, you know, one thing for Sophia was I, I noticed that she was more comfortable and confident making a move or, you know, doing something for me that made me feel good. And again, everything goes in full circle. The more you start having sex, I felt like if there was a small argument or, you know, miscommunication, it was like we weren't afraid to not necessarily take it out in the bed, but we weren't afraid to continue to explore sex and other options. And the more you have sex, it is proven. It is an alleviation. Uh, It does, you know, reduce a lot of anxiety and and stress, Um, you know, Obviously, the goal is to come and and feel good. But even if you don't, just producing those endorphins are so important because it transpires into your daily life. And you may notice, uh, I 100% noticed on my end at least, is once we started having sex more than once a week and those endorphins are released or were released, that I didn't feel as like irritable and on edge. It was just like you feel more satisfied, um, you know. 
So happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, if fucking Fridays doesn't work for you, find a time, sit down with your partner and try to, for you know, my suggest wet Wednesdays. Sophia and I suggestion if you're not able to go exactly off of fucking Friday is to come up with something that works for you and your partner. You know, this is just to help formulate a sense of context of what would work for you. So whether it's wet Wednesday, make out Mondays, make out my or yeah, like come up with a Tuesdays, theme. come up with a theme for the week. That shit is fun. You know, maybe on Tuesdays you eat with your tits out. That Sorry. sounds, yeah, great suggestion. We don't do that, by the way. Okay, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just thinking on the fly right now. <laughs> What's uh, the Thursdays? Thirsty Thursdays. Thick. Thir oh, thirsty Thursdays. Just Thumping. both of you act thirsty as fuck. Mm. <laughs> we'll report back, you guys. <laughs> I was gonna say we should definitely have something other than fucking Fridays, but at this point, we just, you know, we're flowing, but. <laughs> thumping thursdays uh there's so many things you yeah can do. feel free to comment uh reach out if you have any questions or suggestions but if you want more on fucking fridays how to go about it how to actually schedule that please reach out we are here biggest takeaway from this i would say is meet with your partner schedule it you know go over those expectations and the biggest thing with scheduling sex is if it is one of those days where maybe something came up at work or i don't know something happened definitely let your partner know so that i way, disagree with you here i think if both of you agree to schedule sex because it's needed to build your relationship if you guys schedule it on that day you can't say no that's that's my personal thing. No, if you're serious about your relationship and this is where you're struggling, you're going to start for with at least the sex. first month during the scheduled sex day. Don't say no. Like, and I don't want to hear like, oh, like no then, means no. If you true. don't want to have sex with your partner, then don't have this conversation about scheduling it. But if you both agree to a certain day, neither of you can say no. I don't care about your mood because guess what? You can be moody every day and probably the problem is why you haven't had sex is because you've been saying no because both of you are feeling sex away. sex can away. change your mood. It should. It should exactly. change your mood. I get it. So yep. if you're agreeing to schedule sex with your partner, listen to this with your partner. If you guys agree on a day, this is like a golden ticket. If you make that move it on is. your man, even if he's annoyed or he's playing video games, he can't say no or vice versa. If you and your girl, if anything, decided, it's going to make him put that controller down. Yeah. If she's like all moody and you're like, well, we scheduled this today. Like, sorry, you, you know, <laughs> like you guys both have to give and take and you can't really expect no more from excuses. your talker. Yeah, yeah. You can't expect if you agree on it, hold your own, hold your side of the deal and do the damn thing. And trust me, you guys are going to be super happy after and uh especially as it goes on 100% exactly so happy fucking fridays everyone happy fucking friday and we will see you soon see you on our next one bye cheers mm -hmm.